are at season two of Beautifully Broken with Dawn Renee, and I'm Dawn Renee. And on this season, we are focusing on self-care to become self-aware. And a part of that is my new series called Faces of Joy in Pain. Yes, I know, joy and pain. I think there's a song that goes like that. Anyway, my purpose of having this series is to help people to figure out how to find little pieces of joy and happiness throughout their day, every day. Because as adults, we don't always feel like we're allowed to take a few minutes to ourselves to just kind of fall into the music and dance in our chair, um, put on some music and dance while we vacuum to just go outside, go for a walk, and maybe go sit on a swing and swing for a minute. Anything that you can do to let out some of that inner child is a good thing. Really, it is. It relieves stress. It helps you to laugh and smile and increase blood flow and get you feeling really good because those endorphins and dopamine and serotonin, all those things in your brain that those good feelings and activities release make you feel good. They make you feel joy. Crazy, right? So getting up and moving, doing some breath work, Ayurvedic medicine practitioners, holistic medicine, homeopathic medicine, uh, Reiki, chakras. These are all things I'm going to be talking about. So coming up today is an episode of Faces of Joy in Pain. Join me and please let me know what you think and make sure you check out my guest speakers website and find out more about them. If you need to know more, you can ask me or check out their website or Facebook group. Thank you ever so much and enjoy today's podcast. Hello, and today is another episode of Beautifully Broken with Dawn Renee, the podcast. I'm your host, Dawn Renee Hanlon, and today I am playing a replay episode from Raven Scott of the YouTube channel, The Raven Scott Show. I had a conversation with her several months ago. Uh, She is a coach that helps people uh, overcoming narcissistic relationships, and we had a really good conversation and I talked about my experience as a teenager in a narcissistic relationship. So I wanted to replay our conversation here today and hope that you will go over to the Raven Scott show on YouTube and check out my conversation with her. I hope you all have a great day and enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Beautifully Broken with Dawn Renee. I am your host, Dawn Renee Hanlon. And today we are continuing this series, Faces of Joy in Pain. And again, it's a series that helps people to find ways to find peace, joy, and happiness, even in their season of pain, no matter what trials you're going through. And today I have Uh, with me, my friend Raven, and we're going to have a conversation about this very thing. So 
Raven, welcome to the podcast. And um, I know you have your own podcast. So why don't you tell me a, bit, a little bit about it? Thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure to sit and talk with you, John. Uh, my podcast is called The Thriving Intuitive. It is how to bring your sparkle back after narcissist abuse. And for me personally, it hits home the narcissistic abuse. Uh, I think we all have one, at least in our life. And what I share in the podcast is all these different tools, emotional, metaphysical tools that help you heal, help you heal either if you have PTSD, if you just have intense stress, if you're doubting yourself, thinking you're crazy, because that's, you know, their MO, they love to do that. Um, and even people who aren't narcissists and that are just manipulative or selfish and want to get their way. So um, all of these tools I share in the podcast and I have um, wonderful guests just like your, yourself. You'll be on the podcast. So make sure you listen and head over. Um, yeah. And it's just it's just a something that's evolved. I started it back in March 2020 when a lot of us started podcasts in March 2020, um, right as COVID was flaring. And I just felt a call to start it, just to talk. Um, so there must have been a huge, expansive, universal energy that so, much, so many of us started. Like, we need to use our voices and share and talk. And I just kind of started talking about um, how to reduce stress. That was kind of the beginning of it. And it, it's just evolved into writing my book, Empath and the Narcissist. And that's evolved into just sharing all of the tools that I have in my book in the podcast and um, just continuing to serve and help everyone who's dealing with stress, mental health issues. Yeah. And, and I like that you, you mentioned that it started um, coincidentally, but there are no coincidences. I believe that's the universe being anonymous, God, creator, whatever you call it, um, being anonymous. So you felt compelled and to voice your story your truth through the podcast you had written the book and you you know you wanted to reach a larger audience and right at the beginning of a time when people were shuttered in um and possibly in close quarters 24 7 with someone who was an abusive partner um so you know i find that very, um, I don't know, uh, serendipitous, I guess is the word. Um, I was that, just going to say that word. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that happened that way. Um, because you're right. A lot of people were looking for things to do and a lot of podcasts came out of that, that time frame. you know, people started cooking and crafting and doing all these things that gardening was huge. You couldn't find gardening supplies. You couldn't find craft yeah. supplies. All of a sudden, everybody wants to learn how to knit and crochet. It was crazy. But, um, and everybody talked about those. I mean, Zooms became very popular and everyone talked about their new hobbies and they were baking their own bread and they were getting into, you know, creating gardens that were, you know, their actual kitchen gardens. Um, but something they weren't talking about was the stress of being constantly or, you know, so very close to someone for such long periods of time they were working from home or they weren't working that you know 
this caused stress. I mean, the whole situation, the pandemic was stressful, still is. And then you add, maybe you're in a relationship and it can, you can, you can justify or get by because they're at work for however many hours a day, or you're out of the home for however many hours a day. But now this situation was created where people were constantly with that person that was their manipulator, their, you know, the person that was even if not physically, but emotionally and mentally abusive. So your call to speak at that time was very good uh, for the world in general, but definitely for people who needed to know that they weren't alone in this. So now we know there's tons of stress associated with all of these things added on top of the stress of living in a world where you're walking on eggshells, afraid of, you know, what you may say that will be wrong and you don't even know it's wrong until they let you know how wrong you are. Um, you know, I've lived that, you've lived that, we, we know that all too well. So what, what can people do? What can, what can women, girls, I mean, there's, you know, girls as young as 10 and 12 years old in relationships with people that are manipulative and narcissistic. So what is something that they can do to actively help reduce stress and get some control again? Mm -hmm. Beyond the metaphysical, I think the first thing really to do is to, those of us who are highly affected and feel guilty and shame around how other people are feeling is because we have a deep amount of empathy. We also have Possibly you need to evaluate where your self-esteem or self-worth is, and maybe you're putting too much weight into how the other person feels to define like your status or, you know, your self-worth in life. And so for me, the number one thing that you need to master, and it's going to take a while, is to not care. Whatever their response is, like let's say you're stuck in a situation, the first step really is to stop caring about what they're going to think about what you're doing. You know, you get really excited and passionate about something and then you start doing it or you share it. Like I, I was, I developed a habit of hiding what I was passionate about because every time I would share it, it would be knocked down, literally just knocked down and berated into me for hours that it was the stupidest idea and all this stuff. So if you're experiencing that, you need to shut off that valve of any input from them and to not care. Or, you know, you do something tiny, something so tiny, and you just have to be like, well, or you didn't do anything at all. And they're like, where's my keys? Where's my keys? And you're like, I don't know. Like, instead of feeling responsible and anxious about, like, trying to help them find it because they're pressuring you, you feel pressured to help them. Like, your, their keys are not your responsibility, like as small of an in a example as that is. So before we get into the different metaphysical energy things we can do, that's number one, is to stop caring, really just shut off feeling like you're responsible for their reactions because they are the only ones responsible for how they react to life circumstances, things you say, things you want to do. Um, and it's just not, it's not your responsibility. Easier said than done. Correct. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and, and a lot of times people have reminders. Um, I have a bracelet 
that I wear and on the inside of the um, st uh, stainless steel cuff, it says, keep fucking going. I know I cursed, mm -hmm. but, um, and it's it. to remind me that I'm not, I am worth the effort. I am more than worth the effort. I have another one and it, I just got it. And it's because I am the quintessential, oh, I don't want to hurt your feelings. I hope I don't offend you. So my girlfriend sent me this one and it says zero F's given. Because, I love that one. Because I need to remember that what they think really has no bearing on who I know I am. And that is the hardest thing. So reminders, whether it's a you go girl, you know, poster that you have on your ceiling above your bed, or yeah. it's me with my bracelets um, that tell me to don't effing give up, keep going. Um, you know, these, you, there are tangible things, but that can remind you so that you can, you know, when you see something and you read it over and over, you start to believe it. Kind of like when you hear those negative things aimed at you, you start to believe them. So surrounding yourself with a bunch of positives is helpful. What else can we yeah. do? Because this is something we have to like deprogram. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing that was really key and helpful was um, I discovered EFT tapping. It's um, I am a meditation teacher and it's a form of meditation, but it, it encompasses tapping on your acupressure points. So it's like the, the physical and the mental emotional strengthening. So you're holding space for yourself and through the cycle, you go through the tapping three different cycles. You breathe and evaluate where's your anxiety or stress level zero to 10. And it's okay if it's high, it usually is gonna be high when you first start. Um, and you go through the tapping and you, you say phrases and I guide you through it. I have a meditation in my library on my YouTube channel, the Raven Scott show, and you tap through it. Um, and you hold space for the scary feelings. You know, I'm really stressed and anxious right now. This is uncomfortable, right? Acknowledging all that. And you're tapping your acupressure points, different points, like your third eye, outside your eye, under your eye, under your nose, all these different places. And you're gently tapping while you're saying all this. And it gradually progresses into, I am calm, confident, and relaxed. And that's the state that you want to kind of carry. Okay. So you have the, uh, do you have, a, is it an audible uh, guided meditation through it? Or is it a scripted one um, that well, you have, I have in your library? I have the script in my book. I have the transcript of it on my website and the blog. And yeah, and in the, um, you can just do it audio if you don't want to read through it on the YouTube channel. Oh, awesome. So since the last time we talked, I had been interested in tapping. I had done a little bit of research on it, but I actually, I printed up a tapping points chart and I did some research on tapping and I've been doing it for a couple of days now. So we'll see. Um, but I will, I will say that um, the brow bone uh, under the, uh, on the cheekbone, under the eye and at the side of the eye, um, mm -hmm. I don't know what they're doing, but it sure does feel good. Um, it does. It's very <laughs> relaxing. Uh, truly it is. And I, I was curious because I put on 
quiet meditation music and then just kind of and then I also looked into humming and if you tap and hum it can raise the vibration and balance the brain neural pathways and since I have brain issues and neurological issues from my long COVID, I've added some humming, low pitch, quiet, slow humming as well, because supposedly it's going to reconnect my neuro pathways. Yeah. And also key for that is to do some type of audio that 132 hertz, you know, that's a very healing, soothing frequency. I didn't know that. I will have to. So the proper frequency for the music, listening mm -hmm. to the proper guided or reading the meditation that gets you into the proper headspace to be able to deal with the emotional yeah. and then doing the actual tapping. So it sounds like it's a lot, but go ahead. It's pretty simple. And you know what I just remembered in my free narc abuse healing guide I have the whole script of what phrases to say when you're tapping a certain point that you can download for free. Oh, perfect. So I will yeah. have links to all of these things in the, um, in, in the uh, comments uh, description for this episode, because um, branching out and trying new things, I mean, everything isn't for everyone, but sometimes if the, it's not a bad idea to try as many new things as you can, because you know what, we've all been doing the same old thing and getting the same old result. And I think that is the definition of insanity, is it not? Um, Correct. So, so the tapping and the meditation, I know a lot of people meditate, but they haven't tried tapping. So how easy is it to do tapping? It's incredibly easy. It takes like eight minutes max and it's just something that once you do it daily right try to do it for 28 days and it just becomes a habit you know what's the next spot to tap you know what the next phrase is to say and for me it brought my stress and anxiety level from like a seven eight where i was like yelling at my kids all the way down to a three where it's like i don't yell at them anymore like they do something i blow it off like i don't say anything it's like whatever they're kids right so the the stress anxiety if you continually practice it, it will, it will lower. So, and I, in my research about it, I, cause you know, I'm a science person. So um, I read several articles online. I looked at some medical journals to see the benefits scientifically. And guess what? There are some, uh, you know, that. they have actually done studies and had people that weren't tapping, but were eating healthy and exercising and like listening to quiet, relaxing music and people who were doing all those same things, but added tapping to their meditation practice. And it was a 19% more uh, increase of the, of the people, 19% more. Uh, yeah, that's how it is mm -hmm. of the people on the tapping side had actual blood levels of cortisol reduced. They lost mm -hmm. weight. They were said they were sleeping better. They weren't having problems with irritable bowel or reflux. They were actually finding that they weren't feeling as run down and just exhausted at the end of the day. And they had done it for about a month, I think it was. That's amazing. The other thing that I discovered it from Daniel, um, 
Danielle Bernstein. Did I say her name right? No, Gabby. Gabby Bernstein. She um, she was she was an addict, and this is also can help you, right? Because the whole point of having the stress and anxiety is you go and you numb yourself to try and stop it. Well, instead of numbing, go to your EFT tapping. If you want to stop, you know, drinking too much wine or booze, you want to stop smoking, different things like that. You know, stop always relying on you know your cannabis. Lean into your tapping, and that will help allow you to like be present when you do enjoy those different substances versus, you know, using them as an addiction or over relying on them. Right. And that was one of the other things that they did touch on in one of these medical journals. I mean, there was one from the Mayo Clinic. There was one from um, Johns Hopkins. There were some from, you know, over in Europe. And what they had said was um, they, they all basically said that by doing this, the parasympathetic nervous system, the one that we cannot control, which also is like that, you know, nervous energy where you binge eat and emotionally eat or drink or smoke or whatever, these addictive personalities or things that you do to sedate yourself and to numb yourself that they, by re, I don't know how they what, how exactly they said it, but by creating a relaxed nervous system that then the hormones are able to be directed the way they're supposed to. You're reducing your stress and then your dopamine, your serotonin, the happy hormones are being released the way they're supposed to. Yes, absolutely. And that triggers my thought down the whole pathway of automatic negative thoughts. They might've said in the article, rewiring your neural pathways because automatic negative thoughts are subconscious. They come automatically. And I love this little acronym that a doctor that I listened to on a podcast once called it is an ant, A-N-T. And I always talk to my daughter about that. I'm like, do you have any ants? It sounds like we have some ants we need to squish. You know, they're just automatic negative thoughts. And the, the tapping helps with that too. It's rewiring I'm so stressed. I'm so anxious. That's in my script. That's what you're saying in the first round. You're holding space, you're acknowledging it, and then you're rewiring that this, this is not going to last forever. You know, this, I just need some relief from this stress. These are all different phrases that you're starting to rewrite the narrative in your head to I am calm, confident, and relaxed. And I love that it's because, just a really cool you know, it, and it's something you can do anywhere. You can be in the traffic in the car and do a few minutes of it. If you have to, if you're feeling really stressed, instead of yelling yeah. at the people to get out of the way, you can just do a little bit of tapping and you'll be able to calm down. Um, but you can easily work it into a daily routine. It doesn't take a lot of time. It, I mean, it probably took, takes me less time to do that than to actually like, um, you know, get up and make a pot of coffee, literally. Um, so, and the benefits are so great and, um, they're boundless actually, because once you start tapping into your body's own energy, I mean, we're limitless. And when you add in the positive self-speak and I am all for positive self-speak, you know, looking in the mirror when you're every morning, I tell people, you know, you need to say, you are amazing. You are beautiful because the more you hear it, the more you believe it Add the tapping. And while you're doing the tapping and you're going through and you're 
finishing with you are amazing. You are going to have a great day. This is a wonderful day to be alive. You know, all of these things work together and, you know, um, I think of it as it's like the opposite of what the manipulative narcissistic um, people in our life do. They slowly reprogram us. They slowly invade our, our good space in our brain and replace those good things with these negatives said perhaps as if it's lovingly said, as you know, trying to help, you know, if I'm just trying to help you because I love you, I want you to know this, but then it's these, it's insidious and it gets in until all we think about ourselves is all of the negatives. We forget that we have positive attributes and this is a way to get back your positive, get back your own power, find your inner strength again. Oh yeah, absolutely. I love that you say get back your own power. I just did a podcast that talked about regain back your power after narcissist abuse. And it's, that is what you have to do. And I talk about elevating your self-worth. It's not like putting yourself on a pedestal. Don't feel guilty about that. You literally are doing emotional, mental push-ups, right? To get strong, to elevate yourself, gain your power back against all of those number one automatic negative thoughts. And then whoever's magnifying all those automatic negative thoughts. I, I love the the ana, the, ana, the acronym, the acronym and yeah. I love that. I'm writing it down because I am going to make sure I put it in the the uh it's key for everyone who kind of like my oldest doesn't need it, but my youngest has in her astrology chart tendencies like myself to be codependent, to be reliant on what other people say to to develop how she feels about herself. And so I'm just constantly reminding her that that's an, you know, that's an ant and we just need to squish it. And she's like, probably tired of me saying it, but it does help. It helps no, her realize. And, and, I, and, I love, and I love it that way because ant, we're going to squash that right there. That ant is, it's a pest. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it has no purpose in your home. I don't want the ants yeah. in my kitchen and I don't want them in my head. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And um, it's something that might be easier when you talk about automatic negative thoughts, you know, talking with young girls. I mean, you know, these girls have negative self images, they, you know, mm -hmm. self-esteem issues, and then they go into problems with binge eating and anorexia and, you know, just end up just so much a shell of what they could be. So ant makes it easy to kind of bring the conversation in without being too heavy. Right. Yeah. It makes it easy. And it's almost like imagining a bubble and popping it. And it happens so quickly, especially with technology, right? We're just talking about technology is great, but there's some real negative sides. And I don't think our emotional evolution has caught up to what technology has brought us. And people can post a really cool picture. I just did like this super fun. I played with my inner child yesterday. I did this huge like makeup, like Halloween, you know, and I like put butterflies all over my face and I made a video. Like it was like a fun transformation, real video. And of course I did a filter in the beginning because like my, my makeup wasn't fully on. So that's what happens is these young children, they look at 
oh my gosh, she looks so pretty. It's like, but they're not looking at the fine print underneath and so, and it shows you what filter they use. And right. so then automatic negative thought, oh my gosh, I'm so ugly. She's prettier than me. And right there, that's when you need to catch it and squash it. So if you can start when they're younger, then they can recognize automatic negative thoughts. And even if yourself as a business owner or whatever you are and as an adult, we're on it too. Oh my gosh, look how perfect her family is. Look how much money she's making. Oh really? Like that's literally just a snapshot to make them look good, to try and attract money or to look like they have this perfect family. You don't know what happens behind closed doors like we talked about in your podcast on my show. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You never know what goes on behind closed doors because, you know, so many people are out there and I know I will, my, some of my listeners are going through rough, rough things, struggles, trials right now. And they're, they're smiling through the pain. They're putting on the brave face and not letting people know what's going on. And for those people, I would say, try the tapping, but can it hurt? Yeah. And for those, what would be your advice to people who are doing, who are hiding their pain behind the smile? Like so many of us do, we don't let people see the real us. Um, and we kind of it's pretend it doesn't a, exist. Yeah, it's such a cultural, again, like emotionally have not evolved yet to be able to hold space for each other to you know, during, during hard times when we were grouped together as clans, that person was able to weep and cry and everyone took care of her housework, let's say for her, or, you know, the, the whole clan or the group took care of that person. It's the way that we've like got just gotten so separated. It is really difficult because you're like, oh, everything's fine. It's like Norman Rockwell. I was raised with that. We have so much pain and horrible ancestral patterns that I'm trying to break, but everything is swept under the rug. And it's really difficult to talk to them about it. It's like everything just, you know, everything boils up. So you have to just focus on being authentic with yourself. Set intentions that you can still post a picture of you smiling, but do you, you know, how much more can you share about it? Rather than just pretending you're okay, say, this is, where I want to go. Like, this is my intention. So I'm smiling. This is what I'm dealing with now. And oh my gosh, how many people are going to comment and say, I'm right there with you. I know how you're feeling. I'm struggling too. I, I just joined a narcissist recovery group on Facebook and she started it January. What's that? Three months ago. There's already like hundreds of thousands of members in it because there are so many people dealing with pain and heartache and trauma and childhood trauma is huge, right? Pluto return and everything's drumming up all of our beginnings of our life. It's coming up. So you're not alone. So you don't have to post a really great picture. Maybe you post an inspiring picture that helps you heal, that will help others heal. So resist the urge to pretend you're okay. Just know that not everyone's okay. Like we all have crap we're dealing with and we're healing from. So I love that you just brought it right back around to what beautifully broken is all about. You know, we're all beautifully broken. We're not disposable. Our brokenness makes us individual. And through 
our own life experiences, we're able to help others. And I don't do the podcast or my Facebook lives for me. I do them so that other people know they're not alone because nobody should ever think that they're the only one going through something and nobody understands because guess what? Millions of people are out there and they are feeling the same way. That is a big fat ant. Don't let anyone magnify that because there is at least two other people, which then therefore there's 200 people with all the millions of people. There's probably 200 million people who are in the same emotional boat as you are. So you're not alone. Well, and that is why I wanted to have you on because we need to talk about these things. We need to let people know it's okay. These are, we talk about so many other things in social media. They're, you know, talking, but there's practically naked people. They're talking about who's having affairs with who and all of these things. Those are not things that are important for people to live and be happy and successful. What's important is talking about your feelings, talking about the relationships you're in, good, bad, whatever talking about your own self-image and what you want in your life. These are things that are goals. These, these are things that are important. Emotions, feelings, uh, suicidal thoughts, depression, panic, anxiety. All of these things are affecting millions of people worldwide. And we don't talk about them enough. So I want to thank you so much for coming on today and, and taking the lid off of one of these subjects. It's my pleasure. I'm so happy to be here. And can I close out with a quote from a song by Plum? And it's called Beautifully Broken. I think you'll love the lyrics. Let me just read some of the lyrics. Oh, and wait, before Every you do, wait a minute, before you do that. Yeah, you know, you yes. had said a few minutes ago, you know, yeah, everyone says, oh, I'm fine. Do you know what mm -hmm. fine means? Feelings I'm not expressing. Mm, I love that. Yes. So whenever somebody tells me they're fine or I say I'm fine, I roll my eyes to myself and think, oh, no, I am really not so fine because I am having feelings I am not expressing. So remember that fine feelings I'm not expressing. And that is exactly what's happening. How many people say fine, but you look at them and you know, they're not. That's and only you... because it's not socially acceptable to be like, I'm just horrible. And you cry to someone when they ask right. you how you are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you bump into your neighbor at the grocery store, it's probably not a good idea to snot ugly cry all over them because you're not really fine. No. All right. We make, I make but light of it. Others... But there can be other things to say, like, you know, I'm hanging in there or taking it day by day. You know, you don't have to say I'm fine if you don't want to. Right. And that's, I feel the same way about the word. Okay. You know, people say, oh, I'm okay. They're not, you know, you can look at them and know that they're not, but if they say, you know, it's, it's been rough, but I'm doing all right. Okay. You're acknowledging it's been rough, but I'm going to be okay. Or it, you know, and uh, people will ask me and I'll say, you know what? I'm not okay today, but I will be just not mm -hmm. today. And, you know, acknowledging where you are, if it's not so great, acknowledge it and acknowledge, accept and adapt. You acknowledge where you're at. You accept that this is not where I want to be. And then you do adapt yourself, speak how you are planning your life in your head, the things you're saying to yourself, 
adjust them, adapt, and make yourself start working toward your goal. All right. So we have a quote from the song. So the song is called Beautifully Broken, just like your podcast. And it's by the um, singer-songwriter Plum. She's a Christian songwriter. So I downloaded all her albums when I went back into the church after I left my narcissist. And then actually this song became very triggering for me because I realized growing up, the whole thing to kind of keep you in line as a Christian in the church I was in, the extreme Christian church, was to almost like put shame and guilt onto the fact that we are broken, right? So there's like this beautifulness about the concept, but it just like everything, it can be ma manipulated for bad. But I love her lyrics. Every tear, every doubt, every time you've fallen out, when you're hurting, feeling ashamed, when you're numbing off your pain, when you've lost your way and feel so far away, you're not. You're beautifully broken. And you can be whole again. Even a million scars doesn't change who you are. You're worthy. I love that. And I actually, I know the song. I did not name my... Uh podcast after the song but um no I, I and I know plum and I listen to um you know inspiring motivational Christian music um some amazing amazing um talented songwriters singers musicians because the words that they speak are so true and it doesn't matter where you are in the world it doesn't matter what you call the creator the universe God Allah I don't care the words resonate with everyone and those words right there it doesn't matter where you are you are worthy it doesn't matter who you are you are worthy you know you are enough and remember we don't have to say fine we can say i'm doing i'm doing good you know what if you say something you can make it true when i'm not doing so great i'll say you know what i am doing better than i was Mm -hmm. And sometimes, yeah. sometimes you have to remember that you do your best every day. Your best may not be a hundred percent every day, but as long as it's your best, it is enough. Mm -hmm. And that growth mindset is what allows you to evolve and to grow in your emotional journey. Yeah. And that's what this is all about. Sharing a journey and people, um, my listeners, uh, my beautifully broken tribe, are sharing this journey that I'm on because it's their journey too. And again, thank you so much, Raven, for being here. I will have all of the um, links to all of the ways that people can see your, you know, see your your uh, YouTube channel, your listen to your podcast, everything in the description here. So, everyone, thank you so much for uh, for for joining me on this journey, for sharing. For, for sharing my life and my trials. And so many have reached out to tell me about yours. And I'm so glad that the conversation is open, that things that we didn't talk about, we now are, because together we can get through the darkness. Together, we can reach the other side and be our beautifully broken, uniquely, imperfectly perfect selves. Until next time. If you're struggling, please reach out. If you know someone who's struggling, please reach out. 
let them know you're there, let them know your care. And as always, take care of you because if you don't, who will? Thank you for listening to today's episode of Beautifully Broken with Dawn Renee, the podcast. I'm so glad you've been joining me on this journey and that of my friends I've had conversations with along the way. If you are struggling, I need you to make sure that you reach out to someone that you can trust. And if you know someone who's struggling, especially here during the holidays, please reach out to someone and let them know you care. Please please. And remember, the suicide hotline is open 24-7. If you're a vet and you're struggling with PTSD, depression, anything, please reach out to the VA nearest you. And as always, I'm sending my light and love to all of you, my dear Beautifully Broken tribe. You can find me here on Tuesdays and Thursdays for the regularly scheduled podcasts. You can find me on the Beautiful Broken with Dawn Renee podcast, podcast Facebook group just by looking it up and asking to join. I add extra content in there throughout the week, and I hope that the people um, that you refer this podcast to will join me there as well as you. And as always, Instagram, Dawn Renee underscore H and Facebook at Dawn Hanlon or Color Me Everything. You can find my website where everything I love comes together at colormeeverything.com. Have a great day and please share, comment, like, tell your friends about the podcast if you like it. And please be sure to let me know what you like because my entire purpose is to help you get through whatever it is you're dealing with today. Again, thank you for listening and I can't wait to talk to you again soon.